This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast solo midweek edition. Justin Cuthbert back with you. For another week. So this week's been a little different. I felt like I had to get something out of my system. I, like most others, starting to get the feeling that uh, Olympic involvement or NHL's involvement at the Olympics is starting to teeter a little bit, getting a little bit uncomfortable with the idea that there's a very good possibility that the NHL won't be there. And now I want to see it because I want to see best on best hockey for the first time in what? Eight years, truly best on best hockey. But I also want it to happen because I produce NHL content as a profession. And I don't want to give up on those content opportunities completely, the ones that are provided by the Olympics. So this week I decided to do a little bit of projecting. Uh, Olympic roster projections done in different week, different ways. A full week of roster projections. We had the postseason pedigree team. And that was sort of the hook to all of this was the fact that hockey Canada general manager, Doug Armstrong came out and said that they want to have a team that's proven to win in crunch situations and important games. So that means playoff success in the NHL. So obviously that team featured lots of lightning, lots of Bruins, some avalanche golden Knights, some of Armstrong's blues, because they did win a cup in the last five years here among others. And then on Tuesday, actually on Wednesday, we had the all spreadsheet team. So that was more of an analytical focus on who might be considered for this team. Of course, we had the Dougie Hamiltons. Phil Deneau was on that team, among others. And then today we had the recency bias team. So that's just players based on this year's NHL results. So Andrew Mangiapani's on that team, Nazem Kadri, and even Tom Wilson snuck into there as an extra Tomorrow is the last of the projections. We will have my team, so no stipulations, just what I think the best team is for Canada. If indeed they do go to the Olympics in Beijing in February. But since I've done you know the more research side of it, I did want to share some trends because I think it's worth talking about which players have made every iteration of Team Canada from my findings as a reference for the team that I'm going to share on Friday and the team that ultimately represents the nation in Beijing if, in fact, they do go. Now, Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, and Alex Petrangelo, they were on every team because 
they've already been selected to the team by Doug Armstrong. It's interesting that they wouldn't have made all three. I understand that's silly, at least with McDavid, but you know, Crosby's had a difficult start this year with COVID and injuries and I wouldn't say poor performance, but he's not, you know, doing Sidney Crosby things as as we, you know, know him from the last few years and certainly before that. Just yet. I mean, he can get there for sure. And Alex Petrangelo, you know, the numbers might not suggest how valuable he may be. And I do believe he deserves to be on the team, but as a spoiler, he didn't make the he wouldn't have made the analytical team. But anyway, here are the players who did make all four teams, all three teams rather. Um, and we'll start with the forwards. Probably no surprises here. Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, Nathan McKinnon, and if there was a surprise, Steven Stamkos. Now, you know, he's done a lot of winning, obviously. Uh, and he's a player that scored 60 goals like 10 years ago in one season. So he's got quite the pedigree, but he's also been very, very productive of late uh, and a very good um, from a statistic, from a statistical standpoint too, and in, in, in every way you want to look at it. So Steven Stamkos maybe thought of a, as a bubble guy, maybe changing some opinions this, this year by the way he's played and without Braden Point and without Nikita Kucherov with the Tampa Bay Lightning who are on a roll. Uh, but he makes all three teams and he's probably going to make my team and the Olympic team in the end, based on what he's done here um, in the last, I guess, couple of years since that injury and since missing out on that playoff run with Tampa a couple of years back on the back end. I think this is where it's more interesting. Uh, basically, you know, familiar faces on each team, but the only two that made both were Kale McCarr and Devontae's Devontae's is obviously interesting because he may not make, the roster in the end. He's not really believed to be a slam dunk like Kale McCarr is, um, but he's been just tremendous in every way you want to measure performance uh, in these last few years. And certainly since going to the Colorado Avalanche and linking up with Kale McCarr, Hockey Canada loves pairings, loves familiarity, and this makes all the sense in the world. So I do wonder if Devontae's has broken into the conversation with the way he's played and his importance maybe to Kale McCarr's game, but Tay's importance to the Avalanche should not be understated. He hasn't played the full year, but he's played in 14 games, 17 points, four goals, a plus 16. This is from Peter Barr, Baugh, a friend of the program at The Athletic, and the Avalanche are 10-3-1 with Tay's in the lineup this year. So very important to the Avalanche and perhaps important to Team Canada. He'll be on my team for sure. Another finding, though, I think this is the one that's most interesting to me when I was putting together these teams, is that the all-recency bias team yielded an incredible defense core, at least on paper, I think. Let me run it down for you. Morgan Riley and Drew Doughty is, I guess, my top pairing, if you want to call them my top pairing. Devontae's and Kale McCarr, probably the third pairing. Aaron Ekblad and Alex Petrangelo, that's the top six. And then as my reserves, I got Ekblad's partner in Florida, who's been tremendous, both individually and with Ekblad, Mackenzie Weger. And then my extra would be Dougie Hamilton. I don't think you can go wrong there. I mean, I might be missing Shea Theodore. He hasn't had that good of a start, though, um, this year. Uh, I certainly believe he's going to make the team in the end. But I think you could do far worse than a defense core with Riley Doughty, Taze McCarr, Ekblad, Ekblad Petrangelo, and then reserves being Uyghur and Dougie Hamilton. Just something to think about. 
another player that's going to be under consideration for Olympic rosters is Trevor Zegras. Um, the biggest news of the week was the outstanding setup that he gave Sonny Milano in the Anaheim Ducks uh, victory over the Buffalo Sabres this week. And my biggest takeaway from what we saw was that this guy, above everything else, just understands how to be a superstar, right? He might not be there yet. We see superstar moments, I think, from him every game, like the creativity with this guy really knows no bounds. But he might be the closest thing to like an NBA, like one of those players in the NBA or the NFL that people just really want to tune in to watch because he does things differently. He does those brazen, audacious moves like we saw the, with the Milano setup. But in addition to that, he knows how to market those moments. So this game came on ESPN, and I don't think there's a coincidence there. I think this guy understands the stage, the moment, and all that goes into a national broadcast. But to try that move, for it to work, then to show us how to react to his goal himself by opening his mouth wide and putting his hands to his head and enjoying it on the bench like he did, and the interview with ESPN after tweeting about it after, I mean, he made it more than just the on-ice moment. And that is so individual from an NHL standpoint because most of the time, hockey players, when they do something incredible their natural reaction is to put their head down and go to center ice or go to the bench. And we're seeing a little bit less of it, but Zegras has taken it to another level. The showmanship, everything that goes into it. This is completely different. This is, I think this is opportunity for the NHL. I think Trevor Zegras is growing into a building block for this league. I would not be surprised to see more Anaheim Ducks games on U.S. national television for the reason to showcase Trevor Zegers. And if there was any, I mean, I, I gave out a bet on Lucas Raymond a couple of weeks ago to win the Calder Trophy just with his start. It's Trevor Zegers' to lose. I mean, he's got all that momentum, and now all the points are coming. He's going to be taking over. Now that he's gotten rid of Cole Cockfield, who is basically the other coin flip option heading into the year, Trevor Zegers is going to take control of that culture trophy race, I think, with more and more moments like that, more off-the-ice moments that get attention and eyes directed towards him. I think this guy's got an opportunity to carve out a pretty sizable place in this game for himself just by doing things a little bit differently. Another player who does things differently could be on Trevor Zegers' Olympic team if, in fact, Zegers makes it is Austin Matthews, who has shown incredible form here of late. He is on an unreal scoring binge at the moment. He's got seven goals in his last four games and 10 in his last seven. He scored in each of those seven games. And suddenly he's pulled himself to within four goals of the league lead and Leon Dreisaitl, who's pretty bit pretty much been front-running since the start of the season. But honestly, and here's another bad bet I gave out. Leon Dreisaitl should not be favored to win the Rocket Richard right now based on how Austin Matthews is playing. Matthews should probably be the favorite as he was at the start of the year for the Rocket. And I saw him at plus 850 on a local sports book to win the award the other day. If you see that number, I don't care how invested you are in anyone else, Dreisaitl included, that is worth putting some money on. But more importantly, if you're a Leaf fan, his rise here, in the last couple weeks and in the last three games, just the way he's played 
is exactly what you want to see with Mitch Marner on the shelf here temporarily. Marner missing time should not slow down Matthews or the Maple Leafs at all. Now, they only have one win from those three games. The overall performance has not been poor, but Austin Matthews has been sensational in those games. As I mentioned, the Rocket Richard is probably his to lose. I wouldn't be surprised if he led the league in scoring, goal scoring that is, by the new year, the way he's playing right now, and the importance of him continuing to be shot-first mentality and hungry out there on the ice, looking to score goals to help the Leafs while one of their superstars is out of the lineup. I think Austin Matthews is going to continue on this tear. He looks as good as he's ever looked. And of course, he was by far the best goal scorer in the NHL last season. Some breaking-ish news here on Thursday is that Jim Rutherford is being connected pretty pretty sizably here to the Vancouver Canucks, either taking over the general manager position that is vacant or held in the interim by Stan Smeal or the vice president uh, of hockey operations or some form of that. Now, this makes a lot of sense. It makes more sense than Bruce Boudreaux to Vancouver ever made sense, but clearly the head coach is having a positive impact with the Canucks who are suddenly winning games with him at the helm. And it certainly makes more sense than bringing in Mark Bergevin, despite these two guys being somewhat similar in a lot of ways. It's about trades, right? Those are two of the more successful trade makers in the NHL in the last five to 10 years. Rutherford does it with frequency and more success than most, honestly. And the fact that this team clearly needs to make changes from its NHL roster, bringing in a guy like Rutherford who could execute changes and not be uh, taken advantage of league-wide is probably a pretty important thing. You know, we've talked a lot about having new blood in the game and new people having a chance to put their mark or put their stamp on an NHL team in their profession. Yeah, I want to see it too. But it seems like in Vancouver, the Hall of Famer, the guy who's been around forever, the guy who knows how to execute trades makes the most sense to diagnose this problem and help lead Vancouver out of it. They've got to flip the roster. And if it's not Bergevin and it shouldn't be for a variety of reasons, I think Rutherford certainly makes a lot of sense. Okay, let's move to the Power Five. It is the best five teams in the NHL right now, as decided by me. A couple new entries here. And we'll start at number five with the Tampa Bay Lightning. As mentioned, their first appearance, the defending champs finally breaking in, in, into the elite, elite tier here. They've got four consecutive wins. They've got 10 wins from their last 13 games. And they've done it without Nikita Kucherov, and they're now doing it without Braden Point, which is pretty impressive. I mean... A lot of talk about teams that just can't have talent be brought up through the system. And, and, you know, we often say, well, what team has that? What team is able to fix their own issues? Tampa Bay Lightning are that team. They just continue to roll that conveyor belt. Talent comes up, talent goes down, voids are filled, and they just continue to win hockey games. And they're doing it at even a better rate than I expected this year. Number four, the New York Rangers, another debuting team, I believe. Um, second best record in the NHL right now, which is pretty surprising given you know, what we thought about them inter- entering the season, what their lineup looks like, and who they've got in net right now. Uh, of course, they've got a Vesna Trophy candidate, but he's on the shelf in Igor Shestyurkin, who's dealing with an injury. 
Alexander Georgiev has been hanging tough. They clearly need Shestyrkin back, but they're still winning hockey games right now. They're eight and two in their last 10. Their goal differential suggests that their record overall, both in the recent, in the, you know, in these recent games here and overall is a little bit fortunate, but they just continue to get the job done. So the New York Rangers, you're the top of the league standings now into the power five. Number three, the Florida Panthers just keep chugging along. Uh, they survived Barkov's absence. He's come back, and they look a little bit better in recent games here. They've got only three wins from 10 games on the road, which is not great, but the majority of those losses have come either in overtime or the shootout, so they continue to be productive even when they lose, and they still continue to win at home. I think they're 14-1 and one now at home. Lots of comeback victories, but again, without Barkov, and now they're back to being their best selves. And I believe this is a debuting team here at number two as well. We've got the Minnesota Wild, who are the hottest team in hockey right now with seven wins in a row. This is far from the most talented team on paper, kind of like the Rangers, as we mentioned previously. But boy, do they have an identity. It is clear and it is obvious. It's pace and more pace from this group and from Dean Evason. This team is functioning at the highest level, I think, maybe in the league right now, given that they don't have the same amount of talent as other elite teams but they just continue to play very, very well within their own structure and with their own, within their own identity. Minnesota Wild are very, very impressive, and they are threatening, certainly, to steal the Central Division away from the Colorado Avalanche, who are playing very well as well. But number one goes to the Washington Capitals still. You know, they're teetering maybe a little bit. Their perch is not as strong as it maybe was in recent weeks here, and maybe they don't deserve to be, you know, number one. This is just on my list, but Washington just hasn't had the ebbs and flows. They've just been very consistent from the very start of the season and they continue to get the job done. I don't know if they're firing on all cylinders right now. They do have a couple losses. They've answered that with a recent two game winning streak, but they are tied for the league in points and they are one off the league's best goal differential. They remain the very top of the league in pretty much any metric that you want to choose with that. That's the Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast. More Power 5 next week. More Julian McKenzie on the weekend. Zone time will return before maybe a slight holiday break. But we'll have more shows and more content coming soon. And check out, please, my Olympic previews this week with my team. It all culminating with my team on Friday for the Olympics, which may or may not involve the NHL. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 